This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. <laughs> A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've come unprepared. Huh. Oh, you know, it depends. I was. I'll do it. Uh, I was, you, you got one? Oh, no, yeah. I'll, I'll be it. I'll be the general oh, manager. No. Oh, no. You, know, you know who it ought to be, honestly? A little shout out to our beloved younger listeners and parents of younger listeners. What's his name? The guy who created SpongeBob SquarePants. What about him? Who passed away at a ridiculously early age. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it Stephen A-L-N- Hillenburg? Yeah. Stephen Hillenburg. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll read you a, a loving tribute from my son, Declan. Oh, really? Yeah. What age did he get into SpongeBob? Do you have any idea? Oh, yeah, it probably. I've never watched it. He was definitely early in his school days, five, six, seven, eight years old. Really? Uh, I, in the first several seasons, I loved. I thought it was I thought older this than is that. great comedy. Mm. Well, it's, it's like uh, Bugs Bunny. Hilarious for kids. Hilarious for uh, adults as well, because there are several layers of humor. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. He's a uh, he's a yellow sponge, isn't he? Yeah, and rather a simpleton, gotcha. but pure of heart gotcha. and positive of spirit. <laughs> cool. Don't we all uh, want that for ourselves? Awesome. Um, so let's. Uh, there's another. God dang it! I don't know if I can get these words to come out of my mouth. Oh boy. There's another supposedly, I'm using my finger quotes, big story about the Mueller investigation. That I guess I'm supposed to get excited about. I just, I can't do That's it. That's the smoking god. I just don't know if I can do it. Although I did hear w- uh, one really interesting interpretation of yesterday's events from an FBI agent. I'll pass along to you. Um, about Mueller being a triple agent, which is pretty damned interesting. Oh. The rarely seen triple agent. Uh, let's introduce everybody. I'd have to have a chart at home. Uh, here's the stuff I said to our side. Intending to for, inform the other side while secretly working for our side. Well, and as often happens with triple agents, I think he's going to have everybody against him and he's going to die in prison. But um, Mueller? N- n- no. Oh, Manafort. Oh, Manafort. Yeah. Okay. Did I say Mueller's a triple agent? Uh, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, we'd have to check the record. He's not even a single agent. Uh, Manafort's a triple agent. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good, good as always. Hey, uh... 
Turkey. About a week ago, it was Thanksgiving. This is now the point at which you don't want any more turkey. Um, I've had people offer me, hey, you want some turkey casserole? I made. This, oh, I needed to make do something with this leftover turkey, and I'm just like, I don't want it. Yeah, yesterday was the first day I had, didn't eat pie since uh, Thanksgiving afternoon, and uh, a couple of the pies I was eating on had started to uh, get a little funky. Oh, oh wow. It's been quite oh. a while. <laughs> quite a while, but I was still... I was still cutting off the outside part and eating the innards because oh, it was just so good. I don't know why you get sick. <laughs> there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well. I was, uh, I'm was. i attempting to uh, reinvigorate my discipline in various aspects of my life. Good for you. I was uh, doing some, some cleaning of the apartment yesterday, some much-needed cleaning. Uh, you know, the deeper stuff, getting in the corners underneath the tables and the couches and stuff. But then I had uh, French toast at about 3.30 p.m., so I realized there is no helping me. I'm probably just a child forever. <laughs> I, I don't know what to There's do with myself. There's egg in that, right? No. Yes, yes. Arguably, that's food. Yeah, Nothing. yeah. Ignore the cinnamon and the vanilla and the sugar and the Nothing wrong with French toast. sugar on it. At 3.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> that's an odd time. A little late for lunch, a little early for dinner. <laughs> uh, well, it does suggest a certain loyalty to uh, Macron. Over uh, the red, white, and blue. Mm. <laughs> Freedom toast. I'll eat that. There's Marshall Phillips. Does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, gentlemen, the bad news is that like my resolution to do 10 push-ups in a row, oh, boy, my vow not to gamble till <laughs> next year has come up short. It was only yesterday you were bragging about how strong you were being. I was being tempted. I was being right tempted. before the fall. Yes. <laughs> But on the plus side, I won, and I am once again bringing oh home the baby. Oh, so you, oh, this is the worst thing that can happen. Yes! This is the worst thing that can happen. It's I know this from experience, from hanging around people... Like like this, like if you um like if you're an alcoholic and and then then you drink again and you have a good experience, like nothing bad happens. Right. That's the worst thing that can happen. Oh boy! Because right. like, oh, you know I overreacted. Clearly, this is fine. Sure, I can handle this. <laughs> so you you break your gambling. Uh, uh, uh. Habit, stay away, yeah. staying away from gambling, <laughs> and you're on the wagon with gambling. You fall, you gamble, and you win. Yes, you're doomed now. Yeah. Positive reinforcement, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> One more loss, and you might have been, you might have never gambled again. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But you won. Yes. As wow. a plot twist, I kind of like it. Oh, sure. We get free food. We get free food. That's a good one with all the New Year's resolutions coming up about how difficult it is to yes. stick to various resolutions. Well, and imagine if in Chapter 1, if War and Peace, they got peace. What fun would that be? This is more uh, conflict. This is more Sturm and Drong for Marshall. So how did one you, of my favorite characters. How did you break? Were you at the convenience store and you just saw the, the glowing tickets and couldn't stay away? Or what happened? That was pretty much it. I uh, was at the uh, so local... You can risk Resist everything but temptation, as the old saying goes. Well, were, you, were you shaking? No, no. jeez. Oh, I walked in, and for once there was no line. There were gleaming tickets in front of me. It was as if God had paved the way for you Ooh, to gamble. Like a spotlight came down Right, exactly. On I know that feeling. And I was I was pulled over, and I made an investment, <laughs> and it worked. Fantastic. It and we, worked. And we get some food out of it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Wednesday, November 28th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's get started now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, here we go. Uh, under oath at Mark. Groucho, what are you doing out here in the desert? Uh, selling mink coats. Here's a beauty, only $40. Mink coats for $40? How can you sell them so cheap? Well, I have no overhead. I don't advertise. I don't pay rent, and I steal the coats. 
What is that? That was Groucho Marx's first radio performance on this very day in the year of 1932. Wow. 1932. Wow. Still funny. They had funny people back in With the 30s. Bob Hope is the straight man. Am I uh, incorrect in that? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Is it really? Um. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of funny to think, isn't it, that you could go back to the Egyptians 5,000 years ago and they probably had people that would just kill you with how funny they Their are. Their frat falls yeah. were unmatched. Yeah. I'm making a lot of money selling camel uh, saddles. <laughs> oh, really? How do you do it? Well, you know, the, the same gags. Yeah, yeah. That's probably what would be the most surprising thing. It's the same jokes. Right. Take my pharaoh, please. Yeah, exactly. My wife. You know, just whatever. Uh, I'll tell you what. Everybody giggles. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. You know why the pyramids are pointed on top? Yeah, no, I don't know. Human nature does not change. No, it doesn't. That is one of the great truths that as soon as you learn it, you understand politics a lot better and you stop giving up on utopian schemes because you understand people will act like people have always acted. I'm always amazed by, you know, as a guy who's been studying what makes what is funny and what is not my whole life. um, uh, uh, Timing is so important. You don't even you don't even need the words in that. If it was just da 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 the timing is so perfect. I want to laugh right there. Yeah, the timing and the inflection. It's just amazing. It's amazing. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Hello, Mayor Mayor Tijuana calling out caravan members, calling them criminals. We got the latest. Oh, he's a racist. He's part of the alt right. We got the latest on the Manafort mess and more. Gene edited babies are on the way. Oof, coming up. Yeah, the way Mexico, and particularly Tijuana, is uh, responding to others showing up around them. Others. Oh, they're scared of the other. That's right. Um, Because of their white supremacy as Mexicans in Mexico. To me, it should. It won't. But it should end the whole stupid argument about illegal immigration that goes on in the United States. Oh, yes, please. Um, Then it would be a Merry Christmas indeed. More on that later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine and dandy. Some real insight. Some insight that'll make you stop and think about your own life. Do I want to do that? I don't know. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Listening to Mexican citizens talk about how they don't want these people coming into their town and using up their services and, and how many criminals there are it is just is just too rich. Well, I just I don't understand yet how the alt right is recruiting Mexicans in Mexico, but they're doing so successfully because I've heard repeatedly for years the only possible reason you would want coherent immigration policy, including border security, is that you are a racist. So the only possible conclusion is that these Mexican people are racist. As I said, it should put that argument to bed forever. You would certainly probably hope. won't, but we'll see. And I want to I want to talk more about GM. Is this is this what happens when the government starts meddling in uh, in big companies like that? Um, 
Right. And you, now are we going to uh, meddle more? Right. <laughs> Make it even more difficult for the oh, Tulsi Oh, please see American medicine. We don't want government medicine. I got bad news for you. <laughs> Government's tentacles are in every aspect of medicine. When you drop your pants for the doctor, the government is peering. Peering at you. Probably giggling. That's why I put little tape over the camera on my laptop. There yeah. you go. Good idea. In the doctor's office? You don't take your laptop in there? <laughs> so uh, before we get into the uh, satchel of correspondence, I-, I want to mention that a, a former uh, producer or cast member of the Armstrong and Getty show, Dominic Brasha, uh, passed away the other day, uh, shockingly, and at too young an age. Uh, and we will be talking about Dominic and his years on the show and our relationship with him and what the hell happened. If you are um, uh, a longtime listener of the original version of the Armstrong and Getty show, you remember Dominic, our producer. You'll definitely want to stay tuned. Uh, if you just want to hear an interesting story about a guy you've never heard of, you want to stay tuned. An absolutely fascinating cat. God, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, mailbag. Woo-hoo! Remember, you can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Here's why landing on Mars is a dumb idea. Andy, the science uh, enthusiast, he's been writing in for years. For many decades, humanity has dreamed of landing on and colonizing Mars. It's unlikely to happen for one reason. The fine dust covering the planet is poisonous to us. It's about the perchlorates, Jack. Very bad for you and the plants you rely on. Well, the fine dust will get past airlocks and into everything. Well, who is this writing this? This is Andy. But what is his expertise? I mean, I just I have to believe that... Elon Musk and the various NASA scientists have looked into this. Here's a a big piece at Space.com quoting a a scientist named Smith. Anybody who's saying they want to go live on the surface of Mars better think about the interaction of perchlorate with the human body. At one half percent, that's a huge amount. Very small amounts are considered toxic. Um, I'm guessing they have thought about it. You know, I'm guessing they have too. But I just, uh, I just find it hard to believe NASA would say, oh, I hadn't seen that article. Oh, never mind. We can't go to Mars. Jack is a serious intellectual. <clears throat> and uh, as the show's serious intellectual. Wow. Or, or I, well, I, it's a heavy burden, but I'm willing to carry it. <laughs> I am not wishing to leap to conclusions. I am merely saying to the folks, including myself, uh, keep an eye on the perchlorate question <laughs> okay. as we go forward. Did you see the pictures that came out yesterday from that uh, little spaceship we put on Mars on Monday? Yes, I did. Holy crap. That, and and that I'll is... tell you what, they seriously need some landscaping. <laughs> they need some nice uh, perennials. They oh need some God, nice yeah. shrubberies. Yes. Maybe some trees. There's a certain sameness. A now, little layering. Now, if you're a conspiracy theorist and you think they landed in some part of Arizona, you'd have a pretty good argument because... That's what it looks like on Mars. But if it doesn't blow your mind to look at those perfect color pictures from 300 million miles away from a spaceship that just landed the other day, then your mind is too difficult to blow. In better focus than I get of my dog when he's five feet away from me. Whoops, that didn't come out. You look at those pictures and you just think, this is unbelievable. That's, That's the only reason I think a moon mission at this point would be so exciting, is the technology for transporting the information would be so good now. Oh, yeah. Not the grainy, can't even tell what it is, black and white whatever we were seeing in the 60s, now you'd get perfect pictures with them walking around doing selfies. Hey, look at this. Hey, look Stream at this over here. Video. What do you think that is? Yeah. You know, that would be awesome. Because the moon's nothing compared to 300 million miles away. Yeah, yeah. 
And Look at this thing a- crouching under this rock. It's like a dog, but with bloody red eyes. I forget. And tentacles <laughs> with claws at the end. Yeah, if, I, if I'm an astronaut going anywhere, I'm bringing one of those horse heads that are so popular on Amazon. <laughs> putting it on something. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You just have to. Or a rubber frog. What the? And you pick it up. <laughs> well, Mr. Armstrong, we regret to inform you we will not be selecting you for this space mission because on your application it says you are going to bring a horse head to put on your fellow You're astronauts. You bring prank items. Because you think funny is what the point of this is. Our weight capacities are very limited on these right. space shuttles. We do not have room for your horse, horse heads. Are, they're practically weightless. <laughs> So Ed sent this along, uh, very much appreciated. It is a cartoon. It is a meme that is very popular in Mexico right now, and uh, it was all in Spanish. And so I said to Ed, "Hey, dude, can you help me or translate or or something? I'm I'm afraid I don't get it." And he did. I, and yes, I know about Google Translate. It just it didn't quite work because it's humor. Um, the long and short of this map that has a bunch of arrows and labels to the regions of Mexico is it's poking fun at Mexico losing its identity. They refer to the area near Tijuana as Little Honduras because of the caravan. The middle of the country is referred to as Republica Amorosa y Boliviana. Uh, the Republic Amorosa means Republic of Love, and uh, Boliviana is taken from the official name of Venezuela, which is the Bolivariana Republican of Venezuela, and Pajajistan is made up from the name taken from countries like Afghanistan that in, in Stan. And El Peje is a nickname for the new Mexican president-elect Manuel Lopez Obrador. That nickname comes from a fish, blah, blah, blah. But um, the long and short of it is they are losing their identity. They're becoming a different country. And the only identity they have in the middle part of the country is tourists. Um, it's a little complicated and sophisticated, and it gets lost in the translation, but add with a beautiful uh, explanation of it. So, again, apparently, the Mexican people are white alt-right racists because that's the only possible explanation for thinking so many people of a different culture, different beliefs, different values, different morality, different language, different religion are pouring into my town. I no longer recognize my town, and I'm sad. The only explanation for that reaction is being a racist, and in particular, a white racist, and which is an argument so idiotic. I, I hate to spend the, uh, uh, the carbon dioxide it takes to pass over my vocal cords to make the noises I'm making. Well, I sure wish that argument could be put to bed at this point. It's always seemed stupid to me, but whether it's Europeans getting upset about all the people coming in from uh, North Africa or the Middle East, whether it's uh, Californians, Texans, Arizonans unhappy with the number of people coming from south of the border, or now what we see in Mexico, as I've always said... It's just human nature. It's as we were talking about human nature never changes. It couldn't be more normal to say, I don't want a whole bunch of people from somewhere else showing up in my village and doing things differently. It's human nature. We all feel that way. It's in our bones. You want to try to make an argument why we're wrong? Go ahead. But you can't call me wrong or a racist for feeling this way because it's human freaking nature. Two points. Number one, to paraphrase uh, Thomas Sowell, there are some ideas that are so stupid and ridiculous only an intellectual could believe them. That's a good one. And secondly, you want to make a Montanan angry? Tell them you're from California and you find it a little Wild West here in your new town that you've moved to and 
we probably ought to have more regulations. They'll go crazy. Why? Because they have a culture that works and makes them happy. They don't want you to change it. That's not racism. That's as natural as can be. And that's Montanans. I don't think Montanan is a race. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. argument that I think should be settled out of the GM story. The government should stop trying to force us into electric cars at taxpayer expense. Either somebody's going to build an electric car we want, like Elon Musk, or leave it alone. Quit trying to force these big companies to build cars that people don't want. They sell like a hundred of them a year. And don't limit it to electric cars. I mean, it's the whole, you know, your fleet has to have X average fuel economy. Right, right. So they build cars that nobody buys to get your average fuel economy down for what you produce, which is just a ridiculous way to do business. Um, Anyway, let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. On the border, the mayor of Tijuana is calling out some members of the Central American migrant caravan in his city. Some of them, not all of them, came in and do this walking disorderly, trying to cross the border without their permission. I mean, it's that's criminal way of doing things. Mayor Juan Manuel racist guest alone. Well, you couldn't get elected governor of California with that kind of talk. No way. Wow, <laughs> Gavin Newsom. What do you think of that, Gavin? There's a guy who tells the truth. That's crazy, isn't it? How does he get elected telling the truth? Mayor Gastelum saying the actions were not right. Some of the caravan members caused a shutdown of the San Ysidro port of entry on Sunday as they rushed the U.S.-Mexican border. The mayor said it's just not fair to the people of Tijuana. Additionally, the mayor is sounding an alarm. Yes, it's not fair to the people of Tijuana. Neither is it fair to your U.S. town that your hospital doesn't work, your school doesn't work, and your uh, your low-wage workers, maybe your high school kids, whatever, can't get a job. And the people who have arrived have arrived in defiance of the law. It's not fair to your little town or big town all across the United States and hasn't been for decades, and your freaking government allows it to happen both parties. But only the mayor of Tijuana can say that out loud. And then suggest you're an awful person if you speak up and say, hey, we're not comfortable with this. I liked my town better before. No, you can't say that. Additionally, the mayor sounding another alarm. He says his city only has enough resources to support the Central American caravan for two more days. And beyond that, there are no guarantees of support. But Tijuana is a city of immigrants. I just want to throw back the same stupid effing arguments I've been hearing my (laughs) whole life. Oh, boy. Easy now. Easy with the sailor talk. Mayor's vowing not to divert any tax money away from city services to support the migrants within the next no, couple that, that's, of that days. That sounds like Prop 157. Is that what it was that got uh, overturned by the Supreme Court? You can't do that. You can't no, deny services to people who are there illegally. Sorry, you can't do that. Did they get to the Supreme Court or just, I'm trying to remember. However far it, it should have gotten It got turned around. Yeah. When the citizens of California decided, you know, we don't want to give a whole bunch of services to legals. But apparently you have to. Well, you have to in Tijuana then. You lie! Meanwhile, the New York Times is reporting Paul Manafort's lawyers briefed President Trump's attorney on his clients' interactions with federal investigators. Some legal experts suggesting Manafort was doing so in a bid to earn a presidential pardon. Now, Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani, confirmed the briefings did take place. He said he continued getting briefings. 
from Kevin Downing, an attorney for Manafort, who was uh, the uh, campaign manager for President Trump previously. Uh, the writer of the story in the New York Times pointed out with Brian Williams last night, who was trying to turn this into something very exciting. Even the writer uh, of the story in the New York Times said, nothing illegal happened here. You can do that. You can do that. It's not common, but you can do that. Right. So, okay. Well, that's where I stop. Okay, well, if it's not illegal, what's the next story then? Well, th- this whole mess, the, the difficulty with following it, and, and we got a great email. I've got to find it. Uh, from somebody who was arguing about immigration with somebody who takes in all their news via MSNBC and ended up at a very surprising and accommodating uh, a place with them as they each realized, wait a minute, we've been getting completely different information from each other. But anyway, as I'm trying to take in all the Manafort stuff and the uh, the Jerome Corsi now is in the headlines, a famous uh, right-leaning writer and scholar and then... Roger Stone, is a, as I'm trying to take in all this stuff, all the news, especially the news that builds their ratings right. on getting you whipped up against Trump, they are conflating, they are mixing what is illegal, what is unethical, mm-hmm. what is bare-fisted politics, and what is just probably not ethical. And they're mixing all those things up into the same bag and trying to convince you that they are all illegal or impeachable right. or what have you. And, right. and each of these people and each of the allegations against them falls into one of those many bags. But, you know, it, it keeps changing which bag you ought to be talking about. And, another man and, of- and if Roger Stone is unethical all right. day long, what the heck do I care? I don't. On another Manafort story, this one appeared in The Guardian. The claim Manafort secretly was meeting with the WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange around March of 2016 at the same time that Manafort was joining Trump's campaign and Russian hackers began their efforts to steal email from Hillary Clinton's campaign. Well, that, now, go ahead. Now, I was just going to follow that up. In a follow-up stories, no other news organization has yet been able to corroborate the Guardian's story. Well, and everybody involved mm-hmm. has denied it in the most yes. specific and categorical way. And, and WikiLeaks offered a million dollars to anybody who could show that those two ever met in their lives. Guardian uh, toned that story down yep. throughout the day, too. They went from more strict language to more apparently or could be and Possibly. stuff like that. Yeah, right. so, uh, yeah. so never we'll mind. See. All right, it's Brave New World, a Chinese researcher who claims to have helped make the world's first genetically edited babies, says a this second... Could be, this could be the most important thing going on in the world right now. Yep. Yes. Could be. Anyway, he claims a second pregnancy may be underway. The researcher revealing the possible pregnancy while making his first couple of public comments about his controversial work at an international conference going on in Hong Kong. Mainstream scientists... Condemning the experiments, university and government groups are investigating. The researcher says the gene editing that he performed is intended to alter DNA to provide greater resistance to the AIDS virus. Jack, this is one small sentence for a man. This is one giant announcement for mankind. I think this could be, I'm not saying it is, but it could be the moment... That begins the end of humankind on Absolutely. Earth. Absolutely. This is our dinosaur moment. Absolutely. This is the genie that has been unleashed and something we don't understand about the genetic code and, and the way we interact with each right. other and reproduction and the rest of it. And this ship can never be turned around. Absolutely. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that is clearly the case. It sure could be.
Well, that's that's why scientists are so appalled by it. The problem is you can be appalled as you want as a, uh, a sane scientist. Somebody's going to do it somewhere, whether it was this guy or someone else, or it's already been done and they just didn't make a big announcement right. about it. Well, they might be trying as hard as they can in North Korea, but they can't afford any test tubes, so you know they haven't gotten far. Right. One final note. Former 49ers linebacker Reuben Foster could be back in the football field. The Washington Redskins claim oh. Foster off waivers from the Niners, who released him on Monday after he was arrested following an alleged domestic incident. We're looking for a linebacker who's willing to punch a girl when it's necessary, because we think that kind of guy's going to get to the quarterback. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay! You have to fire him in your town when it gets front page news and it's on the the TV at night, and then it goes to a different town, and because of the way people follow sports, whatever they did awful in a different city doesn't really make the news in the new town the same way. They're very, very smart, very, very capable PR people have crafted a statement from the player that explains the misunderstanding in the old town and how he abhors violence against women and is looking forward to clearing his name through the judicial process yeah. of this beautiful country. And looking cetera, forward to a new start and a new life. That's right. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> The woman in question and I have mended fences, and we regret any stress or trouble that we caused mankind. So help us God. Yeah, we're trying to get a guest on who could explain more what's going on with that gene editing thing. As Joe said, this could, this like the asteroid that wiped out the the dinosaurs, this could be that, the gene editing. Because nobody, nobody has any idea where this goes once we start tinkering with evolution in various ways. Right. On down the line, you get these gene edited people starting to have their own kids, and then those those cross sections of their genes. Nobody has any idea where that goes, and then diseases that could come out of Huda. Oh my God! So many times in human history, science has anticipated the first couple of steps in like the the, the staircase of results, but that third step they had no idea because our knowledge wasn't there yet, and uh, it's usually a kick in the groin so was paul manafort a triple agent and what that would mean to the investigation and the trump people i'm not smart enough to be a single agent a guy with a brain organized enough to be a triple agent i just uh, that's amazing doesn't it sound exhausting (laughs) oh are you kidding me you also lack the ostrich wear (laughs) (laughs) like people who have affairs i don't know i mean so i guess it'd be like if you're having an affair on your affair or something with I don't your know. Your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just sounds exhausting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Science. Yeah, we need to discuss that later. It is a thing now, a movement. New York Times talked about this on the left of people on the left that you need to get off Facebook and stop supporting them. So you got right wingers who think they're they're and they clearly are a conservative news outlet. You got left wingers saying they're allowing people to mess with elections or whatever. So you might have both the right and the left coming together on hating Facebook, but more on that a little bit later. 
on the Armstrong and Getty it's show. It's nice to know we can still agree on things. Yeah, that might be one of the things we all agree on, and that's bad news for Mark Zuckerberg. And Lord knows I hate to have any bad, bad news for Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so Paul Manafort, this story came out yesterday. Like Jesus came back to Earth, that'd be bad news for Paul, for uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Because he's the... Because he's the Antichrist! All right. So uh, we're into a period here where we got a daily Mueller-Trump collusion Russia story. Mm-hmm. And the story yesterday was, and uh, nobody's denying this, um, I don't think, that uh, Mueller's or uh, Manafort's lawyer was talking with Trump's lawyers. And they, they were mm-hmm. asking Manafort, so what are they asking you? Right. And Manafort's lawyer saying, they ask all about this, but they never ask about that. Huh. Oh, that's interesting. You know, that sort of thing. Okay. And um, uh, that's, that's I guess that's uncommon, uh, especially if you do a, uh, a plea deal. If the government does a deal with you, yeah. you, don't, you don't usually expect them to run off and tell the people they're after right. what you're doing. But there's nothing specifically keeping you from doing that. Wow. It's not against the law. I know nothing about that. So I didn't. This is so interesting. I didn't yeah. before yesterday, but yeah, I heard, okay. heard the various reporters and legal people discussing it. You uh-huh. can do that. It's wow. just... Why would you? I mean, you're trying to save your own skin. Right. And probably hoping for a little goodwill from guess, the man. I guess it'd be like if, you, um, if you're accused of robbing banks, you're out on bail. There's no specific you know, language that says, don't rob any more banks while you're out. <laughs> you just assume they're not going to do well, that. Well, don't call other bank robbers and <laughs> tell them, you know, here's what they're looking for. Well, all right. But That's so Manafort's lawyer was talking with Trump's lawyer. In the way that I saw this FBI agent explain that that Manafort might be a triple agent, so he was a, a single agent for the purposes of uh, the Mueller investigation. Manafort's for Mueller's people, or maybe MSNBC crowd, or whatever. Mueller was helping Trump work with the Russians. That's okay. a single agent. We'll assume that for the moment. Then he turns on Trump and is now working with Mueller and the government. That makes you a double agent, right? But. Was he, did he, did he go completely back around and was actually helping the Trump people pretending to help the government with their case? Right. Helping the Trump people by telling them things. Right. Or is he feeding the Trump people misinformation, becoming the world's first quadruple agent? Exactly. And that's the question. And, and and so, uh, I saw at least one FBI agent, you know, and they're, they're all over. Apparently what you do if you're a former FBI agent is you get a gig on cable news. And you're the go-to person, and you speak for everything the FBI ever thinks or does. Well, I know a handful of former FBI agents who consider that abhorrent. I can see so, why. So, anyway, consider that I as you watch these why, guys. Because it's like economists or weathermen. I mean, they all have completely different opinions. And heinies. So you can't... You as can't, the old saying goes. You can't, you can't go with the whole, an FBI agent said, so this is the truth. Because right. there's one on that channel saying the exact opposite. Sure, yeah. But this particular guy said the Trump administ- the Trump people might really be worried because they had they had been talking to Manafort's lawyers and then crafting their answers, perhaps mm-hmm. the written answers that Trump submitted to Mueller's people with the idea that okay he didn't ask about this they don't know about this okay we can we can we'll leave that out or say we don't know anything about whatever okay they might have crafted their answers around there and 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 Manafort's people might have been lying. To the Trump people, as a triple, quadruple, whatever he is, agent, for whatever reason, is he's trying to save his own skin. I guarantee you the only person Manafort's really looking out for is himself. Oh, yeah. If he thinks it would... Except in as far as looking out for Trump will get him a pardon, perhaps. Right, which is, yeah, which is still looking out for himself, but his best play might be to help Trump. Right. 
Or his best play, best play might be to hurt Trump and help Mueller. He's making that calculation, I guarantee sure. you. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't want to die in prison. Who does? No. So here's a question for you. But, he, but what if Manafort's lawyers told Giuliani, oh, no, they never asked about the Russian meeting. Um, uh, they, they didn't ask about you. They're, they're under the assumption you didn't know anything about it. Okay, okay, we can stick with our story. We didn't know about it. Mm. I don't know this. I'm just throwing this out there sure. as a possibility. Yeah. And then they crafted their answers around that. Turns out not to be true. Manafort's li- lying for whatever reason. They ask about it all day long, and now they're into one of those perjury trap situations. Oh, and Manafort is actually doing all of this at the behest of Mueller. Who knows? Making him the world's first quintuple agent. <laughs> um, so uh, but, uh, here's a question for you. A- a- at any point in the chain of information that you are using to wonder, because Jack is wondering. He's not drawing conclusions here. So quit with your angry emails. Um, at any point, were any of the people in this chain of information uh, pro-Trump or like even-handed or dispassionate observers? Or is this all down the avenue of people trying to get Trump? Well, it looked to me as I was watching. I take I like to take in my information through Brian Williams' eleventh hour on MSNBC because he's got he is on fire for 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 a Trump impeachment. I mean, he stretches things, and he is trying so hard to get his various guests, the New York Times reporter who broke the story, the FBI agents, everything like that, to say this is a big deal, and none of them would go there. The New York Times writer said, it's not illegal. You can do this. Hmm, The FBI agent said, I don't see how this is going to hurt anything unless he's also lying to Trump, which he could be doing, but I doubt it. So Ah, they didn't seem to think it was that big a deal. Okay. So we got a couple of days of things that I'm not sure are that big a deal. It reminds me a little bit of back in the day following the OJ trial day to day. Right. In which, you know, the the housekeeper's testimony was incredible. Oh, my God. Did you hear what? (laughs) Juice. But but at the end of it, juice. (laughs) At the end of it. It really wasn't a factor at all. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. It's Right. When you're into the minutiae of something, mountains become molehills, or molehills become mountains, rather. We got everything from General Motors, keeping plants in China, but not in the United States, and a giant, giant cow that will blow your mind.